0: Welcome to Blood Moon Milk. This is the podcast where we talk about the astrology of the moon and how to use that in your own mindful meditation and manifestation practices. The music you hear behind me now is the song Twin Star by Veruca Salt off the album American Thighs. And this episode is all about the new moon and Gemini. So Twin Star, Gemini, it makes sense. Enjoy the music and we'll get started right after this. Aurora, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Ariana. And this episode is all about the new moon and the new moon in Gemini specifically, and how to work with that in your own mindfulness practices. So we'll start out with just recapping on what the new moon is good for. We've talked about it in a couple of episodes before, but if you're new to the show, it's always good to have a little refresher. Um, So the new moon is a time when the sky is dark and the energy is really great for setting intentions and planting seeds for new projects you want to work on. So it's a great time for checking in with yourself and just seeing what it is that's really important to you that you can mindfully grow as the moon gains in power and grows in size or waxes as we call it. We like to think of the signs of the moon as coming in six month cycles. So the new moon in Gemini, whatever Gemini themed intentions you kind of plant in your metaphorical garden, so to speak, now uh, give them six months to grow. And when the full moon in Gemini comes around, it's good to check in with yourself and see how they've come along. So that's what we mean when we talk about mindful meditation practices. It's just about checking in with what's important to you and aligning that with the energy of the moon and being really purposeful about what it is you'd like to see accomplished in your life or work on within yourself and these are all things that are left up for you and your own interpretation whatever gels with you take it away put it in your own philosophical toolbox so to speak and then see where it takes you. These are our practices that we've just cultivated in our own time that we feel called to share with other people. And we're not trying to push it on anybody and we're just trying to explain it in a way that makes it fun and enjoyable and um, hopefully can connect other people with a sense of higher purpose in an enjoyable and fun way. So thanks for joining us. If you a witch and you're gonna do some spells,
1: this is a good time for a lot of positive spells. It's a lot of laying the groundwork. So a lot of strategizing, getting your resources together. So if you wanna do some good luck spells, some road opening spells, any magnetizing spells, for getting shit going. This is a time for invitation and attraction for the new moon. So it's sort of like new, fresh ground. And now you're, it's putting the seeds of mindfulness, but if you actually want to physically do spells also, yeah, yeah. same thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, um, you know, I am agnostic I, in a way. Like I believe in energy of the universe personally, and so meditation is kind of a way for me to connect with my higher self. And then uh, I think of ritual work and the physical side of meditation rituals, as you could call them, the spells, but mm-hmm. um, as ways to just bring down that intention that you or those messages you receive while you're meditating, and put them into a physical plane of existence for practice so it's pulling that inspiration down from your higher self and then putting it into action in reality so you can see it manifest in this universe in this mm-hmm. dimension
1: yeah and bring it to the 3d
0: yeah the third dimension that we're all currently living in mm-hmm. that's the long and the short of the new moon we'd like to do a new moon meditation ritual um workshop at some point in the near future we just had a full moon meditation workshop at atl craft it was so amazing holy cow i am still shining inside from how beautiful everybody's energy was who showed up and just how kind and open everybody was and it seemed like it really helped people and i was really humbled by the experience and would love to do something like that again, but maybe working with the new moon, since it's a little bit of a different kind of practice. Um, yeah, there's lots of full moon
1: stuff. Uh, new moon is, I think people need to know how to hang out with that energy too. Some, sometimes it can be scary.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the really cool thing about the new moon is that it's it's a time of really quiet nights, because the sky is dark. And that energy is sort of just getting over resting. And that's kind of what it is. It's about resting, checking in with yourself. And then as soon as that moon starts to wax and grow in size again, that's when it's time to put those intentions into action. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we mean by working with the energies of the moon. And then keeping in mind that it's in Gemini, the themes that Gemini embodies are a really good jumping off point for your meditation practices. So let's talk about Gemini. Whoop, whoop. Gemini is the third sign of the zodiac. It's uh, the domicile of Mercury. And domicile is a fancy word for ruled by. One of the words they use in astrology just to say, like, Sagittarius is the domicile of Jupiter, Mm. for example. I
1: actually haven't heard that. Yeah, it's fancy.
0: Blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've been doing a lot of research on domiciles. I think I'd like to teach a workshop on domiciles one day. Yes. Just, just a workshop for everything. Yes. Everything. Workshops.
1: All the workshops, all the time. Hang out with other people and learn and teach together.
0: Yeah, I'm. We're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still so humbled and uh, overjoyed at how positively, like, overwhelmingly positively the workshop was received. I honestly thought like one person might show up Mm -hmm. and I think we still would have had fun and we would have done our thing, but I'm really grateful for that experience and gives us a lot more confidence moving forward. So thank you, universe. We really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So back to Gemini. It's an air sign. It's the first air sign of the Zodiac, which means that it, uh, it's the starter point for a lot of that energy, which then gets transmuted throughout the other air signs in the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Which are... Libra and then Aquarius. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, yeah. I know a lot of this stuff, yeah. but then, like, when I it comes to talking about it, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to put words in action sometimes.
1: Because I've been doing this since I was a fucking child. Like, since I was eight, mm-hmm. I've been studying astrology. Like, I didn't really... No, I didn't have book. I had one book on it, yeah. and I just obsessively researched about it. and Then, when I got the internet when I was twelve, is when I started like seeing it out there. So, like, I'm just
0: I had a uh, a lot of mythology books, yeah. which correspond to astrology mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I didn't know that they were like attached until oh, I got older too. Yeah, and so, but I was always curious about astrology, and I read about it, right. but I never had a lot of resources mm-hmm. until I got older, and then like I've been, uh, you know just self-educating myself uh and then putting this podcast together has given me a reason to be more structured with my research. Yeah, same. So it's like the stuff that I know and like but it's helping me like doing this and presenting it in this way is helping me to solidify that knowledge in a concrete way. Yeah. Um so thank you for listening to us and
1: giving us the opportunity to sit down and actually get our beliefs, thoughts
0: Philosophy, Yeah, and just, like, our knowledge out there in a shareable way that's Mm -hmm. digestible and fun and enjoyable. Even for us, like, because absorbing all this information,
1: it can get all lost in the sauce, like, in your head. And Mm -hmm. it just gets muddled, and you're like, I know I know stuff, and I read about this, but where did I read it from? And how does it connect to this and this? But now we're, like, being forced because other people want to understand, too, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it – I was told a long time ago that – I think it was in a math class or something – that you – Practice, practice, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. But then, when you teach, yeah. that's what solidifies your knowledge into a tangible thing that you'll never lose. Yep. So this, for me, is solidifying that knowledge, and I think that's why at times I, I'm a little slow on the uptake when I'm because I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it yeah. to other people in a way that's digestible. Because yeah. in my head, it just sort of all floats around like a like mm-hmm. at a an amoeba soup or something yeah. of, like, concepts that just sort of bump into each other randomly. Mm-hmm. So it's an air sign, mm-hmm. which means that it, it sort of congregates and releases all the energy to the other air signs and transmutes that for them to then use in their own specific ways. Gemini is a mutable sign. Mutable signs know how to go with the flow, and they they aren't the ruckus makers. They're easier to get along with mm-hmm. versus cardinal or fixed signs, which are... Uh, A little bit more stubborn and Mm -hmm. again fixed in their ways or pointing to something really dramatic and Mm -hmm. also
1: have you noticed how the how the signs are being sisters with new moon
0: no I haven't but I've noticed that um, because our
1: first one was like it went Aries then Scorpio then well we had Libra first but we didn't record that one so it was Aries and then it was Scorpio Taurus Mm -hmm. and their sister signs and then uh, Sagittarius. Now we're doing Gemini.
0: I've never thought of them as sister signs, but I they're opposites. Yeah, that's yeah. I, that's another way. <laughs> yeah.
1: One for it. Okay. I just call it sister
0: signs because it's
1: <laughs> it's cool. So you can start to predict it
0: because of and like the full moon will always be the, in the opposite sun yeah. sign, mm-hmm. so and that. the new moon will always be in whatever sun sign it is, mm-hmm. like. It's Gemini season. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) I love it. I uh, love it. So there's a system to it. That's what I, so that's what I really like about astrology is that it is a system that is cyclical Mm -hmm. and what we're doing can then, once we have the framework for it, you can build upon it. And that's why I think it's particularly powerful and conducive for meditation practices. Mm -hmm. um, Because you can then look back a year from now at the new moon this year and compare it to what happened at the full moon and then i think just being aware and having a system in place for you to reflect on can show you a measurable way that you have progressed mm-hmm. and your life has progressed just by being aware and checking in with yourself and realizing that the shit isn't random like they didn't just like wake
1: up and like oh, i decided that it's going to be in capricorn today and in this yeah. sign. like it's not random it's laid out, and, like, yeah. you can't... Like, it's doing it by itself. It's like, it's there's a little chart in the sky,
0: and it's filling in the chart,
1: and it's
0: really cool. Yeah, and I think that um, when you're checking in with yourself and you're being mindful, it's way better than just sort of blundering through life and bumping into shit haphazardly. But also, it's great because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one... Like, we're... Yeah, we're making a podcast, and we'd hope that you'd like it and support us, but... If you take nothing away from the podcast other than some tools for your own practice, please, by all means, do it. The world needs to be a better place. And the more people who are being mindful and checking in with themselves, uh, the better planet this is going to be to live on because we're not going to be screwing each other over. We're Mm going to be aware of how other people might feel. And really this is kind of a public service announcement from the universe so um you're welcome yeah (laughs) we're doing our part are you doing yours (laughs) um and i think it's it's really helped me
1: like this whole podcast and like just keeping in time with the moon is like oh my god like i need to sit down and take a fucking salt bath and like clean my house and mm -hmm. just taking rest and not feeling guilty about it and like just listening to my feminine side instead of just trying to keep up in this ultra hyper masculine world where I feel like I have to work and go, go, go all the time.
0: The energy is going to be really blendable, meaning that whatever situation is going on in your day-to-day life, it's not going to be one of the, it's not going to be like the Scorpio full moon, Mm -hmm. which was like crazy death, darkness. It's really going to be kind of soft and flowy but it's going to be great for uh, communication mm-hmm. and for learning um, because it's ruled by Mercury. And little short trips, like if you want to go see your family, especially,
1: yeah, like drive mm-hmm. a couple hours, like maybe mm-hmm. just hang out local, go to a new like local brunch place, like just do something cute. Local short trips are good for Gemini.
0: Yeah, and um, so Gemini's are really intelligent individuals and gifted communicators and because of this they may be able to give others the impression of hearing what they want to hear and so they can be thought of as being really two-faced or even Mm wishy-washy um but it's not that they are intentionally doing this this is just part of their inherent personality traits and they really intend to just kind of go with the flow Mm -hmm. and to do it to not rock the boat so when you're encountering a gemini just keep that in mind it's not intentional they're not two-faced liars (laughs) on purpose (laughs) and i'm not calling them all liars either it's just if they have these tendencies just you know, it's good to be kind to people when you think about them. They just change their
1: minds a lot, in my experience, but it's because they can just see the side of everything all at the same time. And when they're with some people, they can really absorb all the information and facts that this person's giving them, take it to heart and be like, okay, I'm totally in on that. And then they go hang around a different person, hear different side, different facts, and they get really excited about that. And it feels like they're being two-sided or two-faced, but really... They're just really trying to juggle two different ideas in their head that they can see both sides of in a very clear way.
0: Yeah, and in some ways, this may remind you of Sagittarius too, because they're opposite signs, mm-hmm. or as Ariana would say, sister signs. Yeah.
1: They balance each other out the yin and the yang.
0: Yeah. Um, and they're both dualistic signs, mm-hmm. where uh, Sagittarius, which if you remember our last episode, which was about uh, Sagittarius, you might remember us talking about a sign being dualistic. There's only two dualistic signs, so it's Sagittarius and now Gemini, mm-hmm. um, which we're talking about here. And so Sagittarius, if you might remember, is It's considered to be dualistic because it's two very different, very opposite things embodied into one package. Mm -hmm. It's that animalistic nature, that horse body with the torso and head and shoulders of a human individual. And because of that, they... Embody two seemingly very different, contradictory themes and symbols in one existing creature, whereas Gemini, Gemini, um, it's two twins, and yeah. twins
1: share the DNA, like in real life, and like everyone talks about the intense bond that twins have. I, I kind of wish I were a twin so I could experience that deepness of connection, but because twins are also still individuals, they have their own individual natures and experiences even if they're raised the same the same way in the same place it's still they're still people um so and their duality kind of shows up with the contradictions and others and the duality of their own natures so they're they they really really want to learn and they learn quickly and they want to experience things Uh, they want to experience everything Um, so it can make them seem like they're living two lives instead of just one so that's like a big thing like with their intense need to absorb as much as they can and be everywhere at once Um, even if like the subjects of interest seem to be contradictory Um, they also the twins they reflect the Gemini's ability to see so many perspectives that it's always like it's two people thinking in the same body almost. So we come from the singularity of Aries and Taurus, very fixed, very fiery, very passionate, very grounded, to
0: the expanded airy Gemini dual nature. So Gemini, as we mentioned, is the symbol of twins, um, and there's actually a mythological story of the twins Castor and Pollux. So they were twins, and one was mortal, and one was immortal. Their mother was Leta, but they had different fathers. Castor was the mortal son of Tyndarius, the king of Sparta, while Pollux was the divine son of Zeus, who was the king of the gods mm-hmm. in the ancient Greek uh, mythology. He, so Zeus seduced Leta in the guise of a swan, and I think this is really funny because... I swear, it's like Zeus is always some animal trying to get with a lady.
1: Why are these women, like, wanting to fuck animals? That's really my main curiosity. Weird bestiality? Yeah. I mean, I don't
0: know, but, like, I swear, there was a uh, story about where Zeus was a bull. A bull, yep, that was yeah. the rape of um, shit. Oh, man. Europa, Europa. It was the rape of Europa. Oh, okay, yes. yeah, the rape of Europa. Um, yeah, he turned himself into a bull there in that situation, and I think... Apparently, the ancient Greeks got a lot of their mythology from the Denisians, which mm-hmm. were ancient Romanians. Mm-hmm. Um, Along with the Egyptians. Yeah. Uh, but the ancient Romanians may have predated the Egyptians. Oh. And they're just now finding some of this stuff out. Oh, neat. Um, it's interesting. It's all connected. We all used to be moon goddess worshiping. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, the Aryan races. And they're fucking sky gods. Yeah, I think it's... So I think I was watching something the other day and it said that one of the reasons why Christianity came down so hard on pagan rituals was because they were so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so they they work. They, mm-hmm. they are real. Where Christianity was adapted from Jewish mysticism, which also was based in one of the oldest religions in the world. Mm-hmm. It's the first um, one where they had a like, monotheistic god. Yeah, Zoroaster. Anyway, back
1: to... <laughs> no, this is all important stuff. So yeah. This is part of the education. Yeah, okay.
0: So Castor and Pollux were twins, and one was mortal and one was immortal because Zeus was the immortal one's father. And different accounts were varied, but... Eventually, Castor was killed, and Pollux asked Zeus, his father, um, to let him share his own immortality with his twin to keep them together, which I think is probably the sweetest thing. And so that's how um, the sign of Gemini was created. The two of them were transformed into the constellation Gemini, and that's why it's known as the twins. Mm -hmm. So this is the song, The Twins off of the album Prague by Max Richter. And if you like any of the music you hear on the podcast, you can follow our Spotify playlist so that you'll always be updated without ever having to do anything with all the new music for future shows.
1: So we have the um, negative and positive sides of Geminis. So Geminis really shine when they nurture their healthy curiosity and they ask questions to learn how others think and
0: seek to see both sides of the situation. It's always helpful to use tact. But Geminis are really good at that because they are, again, mutable signs, and they tend to go with the flow. Um, They're ruled by Mercury, so their access to logic is really accessible to them. Um, But this is highlighted when they use non-threatening approaches to express their ideas, as well as seeking factual information before making decisions. They have the gift to uplift others with their ability to think quickly. Yes. Yes. Uh, they can express themselves in light ways, so they're good at parties,
1: really good at parties, and they make others feel a sense of ease around them, and when others feel at ease, they will then share more of themselves, so a two-way con- connection can be formed, creating a smooth flow of ideas, which will, in turn, create a... Ver- Create the variety that Geminis crave as well as add to their eternal quest for knowledge in a safe way without overshadowing anyone.
0: Yeah, and Geminis are really, again, gifted communicators. And I know a Gemini who, like, one thing, one of the tells when you meet a Gemini is that they are really gifted with their hands. Mm -hmm. They tend to, and maybe... This could be said for someone who's Gemini Rising or Gemini Moon as well, but somebody who's really active with using their hands and how to explain something, um, it's like they almost have these magic little fingers (laughs) that just sort of whip around in interesting shapes, and uh, they add to the conversation for sure, Um, but it's almost... Always a dead giveaway that's amazing, Gemini. When you see somebody who talks their hands a lot. Mm
1: -hmm. Actually, my ex boyfriend had a Gemini moon, which drove me crazy. But he was very kinesthetic, Mm -hmm. very much was worked with his hands.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the shadow side. Everybody's got one. Um, They can be a little bit self righteous um, and definitely aloof. That same Gemini guy that I was talking about who was so good with his (laughs) hands. Uh, Oh my God, I could never hear from him. I know. For weeks and weeks, and then you see him, he's like, hey, how's it going? They will ghost the fuck out of you. Yeah, but I don't think it's always intentional. I think sometimes they just get caught up and go with the flow, and they get run downstream by whatever pops up mm-hmm. so
1: one of my gemini best friends he's always he'll text multiple people and my ex would do this too the gemini moon they'll both text multiple people to see who has the best party or who has the best like social engagement that mm-hmm. they can involve themselves and in. like they network on a friday night like it's oh, not yeah. just partying it's a networking
0: yeah <laughs> and i mean that it's Uh, I would say that Geminis are probably really good in PR um, because of all of the qualities we're talking about right now. Um, So
1: they can assume too much that others are kind of at their level and understanding where they're at. So that can be a thing. I've had issues with that.
0: Yeah. They um, also have a, a need to be right mm. without really being right. <laughs> they just like the feeling of being right versus actually factually being right. Mm-hmm. Um And this oftentimes, whomever you are, whatever your star sign is, it helps to consider other people's opinions in addition to your own point of view when you're trying to communicate. That's just one way you can sort of sidestep the shadow side if you see it manifesting in your own chart or somebody you know. And we talk about how to deal with our shadow
1: selves or the the Gemini shadow selves that can come up or that you may... Uh,
0: deal with later in our meditations and mindfulness mantras really this all comes from a place of not being judgmental so much as just being aware mm-hmm. so that you know how to deal with it if you're ever confronted with it yep we don't hate you gemini's we love you we don't everybody has a shadow side and everybody has
1: to or they don't have to but if you want to be the best person bright shininess self that you can be (laughs) Shininess, yes if you want to be the shiniest version of yourself you know you you gotta go into the dark and deal with that you can't
0: shine without dealing with the dark well a light shines most brightly in the darkness Mm -hmm. they also have a, a tendency to take shortcuts which can lead to some downfalls if you're not careful Um, They can also take themselves a little too seriously sometimes.
1: That comes with the whole resisting ideas that are foreign to their belief system Mm. and may not check all the facts and just go on their intuition, which we're all about intuition
0: here, but make sure you do your research too. Do your due diligence to yourself, please. (laughs) They can change their minds really quickly. And this is where that Mm -hmm. wishy-washy... sort of attitude might manifest itself. Again, it tends to be because they're absorbing so much information from those around them and their immutable sign that they don't have that stick-to-itiveness like, that a Taurus might have about mm-hmm. being really stubborn and fixed in what they believe and what they think and mm-hmm. resistant to change and others' ideas. They're really open to change and others' ideas, and that's why they're so easily influenced, thus resulting in somebody who might change their opinions a lot.
1: Mm-hmm and they can have that can be further exasperated by experiencing their life in a very superficial way they only allow shallow connections and they refuse to discuss deeper feelings which air signs have issues with feelings and discussing them and sitting with them and if a gemini or someone with strong gemini personal planets doesn't sit with their feelings and decide what they truly believe in, they can have a tendency to prejudge present situations on the basis of past experiences, instead of being open-minded and trying to experience life and all of the variety that they crave with a sense of finding themselves
0: instead of just finding the facts. Very well said. I think, therefore I am. A famous Descartes saying, who was actually an Aries, but his Mars was in Gemini. Mm-hmm.
1: And if That's just, yeah. Yeah. Like, Mars for action. Like, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or I am. Like, you're, what you do is who you are. Your mm-hmm. sun sign.
0: Yep. And like Ariana said, Mars is for action but Mm -hmm. for the lesser informed astrology fans out there mars represents the way you approach getting stuff done in your chart um so it's so funny how like a planet can be in a sign that is ruled by another planet and so therefore it's influenced by that so when we say that mars is in gemini gemini is ruled by mercury so that the way you get shit done is by thinking and acting kind of like the way Mercury manifests itself, if that makes sense. I hope it does. (laughs) Gemini's ruling chakra is the throat chakra because, again, that sign is all about communication, and that's where we vocalize our thoughts is through our throat and our vocal cords. But Geminis are also really adept... Uh, communicators with their hands. It's a secondary way of communicating, but if you think about like American Sign Language Mm or uh, more primitive forms of communication, if you don't speak the same language as somebody, you often use your hands to point at stuff. We also can use our hands to tap into our chakras remotely. And if you weren't aware, you have chakras not just in the front of your body, but on the back of your body as well. There's chakras everywhere. Like oh, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them.
1: Like, I've been reading about your eye chakras and your hand chakras a lot lately. Yeah. And but you
0: can use your hands as a portal for any chakra. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so... With I, Reiki, I know they talk about that.
0: Yeah. and I, Like, even just in chakra education, yeah. even if you're not tapping into a specific... Uh, energetic practice Um, it's never a bad idea to check into your chakras and we kind of do a little bit of chakra work in our workshops Um, but it's definitely it's not a focus but if it comes up naturally in the course of conversation we'll talk about it Mm -hmm. Um, but you can call in a chakra to the palm of your hand whether it's your receiving or your giving hand and then do some work on it there and Cindy Dale's book on chakras is an excellent resource for learning more about chakra work All right, so we're going to take a little music break. This is the song Connection off the album Elastica by Elastica. We've got intuitive nutrition. All right. Take it away, Ariana. (laughs) So we are talking
1: about uh, the different chakras that are ruled by Gemini. And we've got uh, the throat as well as the hand chakras. So first we're going to talk about time, (laughs) the the herb. So to have this as a tea is weird, but totally doable. Mix all the herbs you want. Um, I do that all the time. So this tea all the time. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> See, yeah, sure. she's so, she's so punny, y'all. <laughs> so this tea opens up your centers of communication, and it resonates with the throat chakra to help you speak and write with passion and purpose. And Gemini's are incredibly creative when they can sit down and do the work. For your hand chakras. We've got a decent list. We've got some stuff to help aid with that and to avoid if you want to tap into that. So you've got magnesium, and some examples would be like brown rice, bananas, beans, lentils, nuts, and dark leafy greens. Foods high in B vitamins, which we talked about in our last episode. Um, So that's like almonds and avocados. Iron-rich foods, beans, seeds, lentils, and spinach. Niacin nice rich foods, so mushrooms and asparagus, and corn, nuts, and brown rice again. Have a lot of brown rice, y'all. Or, lastly, vitamin C. So tropical fruits, kiwi, broccoli, berries, and citrus. And to avoid, to help tap into your hand chakras, you would try to avoid caffeine, GMOs, dairy products, and uncooked legumes and stuff in the nightshade family. So tomatoes, eggplant, potatoes, and peppers, as well as alcohol and refined sugars.
0: So next up, we're gonna talk about crystals that we can use during our mindful meditation practices. And um, the crystal that I've picked to talk about today uh, for the new moon in Gemini is blue lace agate it uplifts and elevates it's a support stone so it's not a super powerful stone of action it just sort of quietly supports what you already have going on but why i've picked this stone for gemini specifically is because it's a stone of communication it helps those who have a difficulty being heard by others to find the confidence within themselves to open up that throat chakra and then to really speak their truth um I need a lot of this. Yeah. No, I've been on the hunt for it because I I really want to uh, do more in-depth crystal videos and explanations on our Patreon page. Mm -hmm. And uh, for our paid subscribers who are more interested in finding out more about us and what we do, um, we're going to be offering some really cool stuff that you can only get if you are... Um, a paid member and there's a level really for anybody you can give us a couple bucks a month and it really does make a difference and we do not have corporate sponsors Uh, we both work full-time jobs outside of this and it takes a fair amount of time and energy to put this together and promote it and put workshops together and We are so encouraged by all the growth we've had so far. So everybody who's listening and has subscribed and left us reviews on iTunes, thank you so much from the bottoms of our hearts. Um, And thank you to Caitlin. You get a shout out for being our first Patreon.
1: And you also get a tarot reading in your inbox every single month uh, for the month, as well as uh, you get to pick a song for our
0: next... Episode in Capricorn. Yep. And I have already reached out to you via Patreon, Caitlin. So please just get back to me with your song choice, and I'll be happy to include it in our next episode. And you can get a shout-out, too, if you subscribe to us. Uh, You can find us on Patreon by searching Blood, Moon, Milk. And just pick a level that works for you, and subscribe, and you're in the club. You get all the extra goodness that we're going to be putting together. Back to blue lace agate. Um, metaphysically speaking, agate has a lower intensity and vibrates to a slower frequency than other stones, but it's highly regarded as a stabilizing and strengthening influence. The layered bands of microscopic quartz in agate appear delicate, but they are actually very strong. That's where it gets that lace-like quality from. Agate, in general, is excellent for balancing emotional, physical, and intellectual energies. Um, But again, it's really subtle. It also inspires loyalty and trustworthiness, which has been a challenge... For some Geminis, uh, because they have that wishy-washy shadow side to themselves, this can really help support that in manifesting itself in a positive way, as well as helping you to speak your mind. It also helps to counteract the repression and the suppression of feelings caused by past fears, judgments, and rejections. I mean, we've all had them, seriously, but because we've all had them, that is a really good way to connect with other people who might be going through a hard time just remember what it was like for you and try to be empathetic and kind the only way this world is going to get better is if we're all kinder to each other no and Matter we give each other healing crystals and, or just healing energy you know <laughs> I mean crystals really help to as, as a totem if you will and they have really powerful qualities in themselves But the fact is, we are powerful conductors as well, Mm -hmm. and I mean, we are living, moving beings, and if we can channel our energy in a way that is mindful and is kind to other people, I am confident and firmly believe that we are just going to manifest more of that in our lives, and eventually, it'll just eclipse all that nastiness out there. It's going to take us all working really, really hard, but I think it's really possible. Mm -hmm. Because, what is it? Hatred begets more hate, but kindness overcomes it all.
1: Or, like, in Martin Luther King, uh, our patron saint of Atlanta.
0: Yeah. It's like, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Blue lace agate also dissolves old blockages and patterns of doubt, which permits new methods of self-expression and growth. It's also especially beneficial in helping men to realize and accept their feelings of sensitivity, which I think we can say, Actually, I've read something recently that said that, you know, women are always considered to be more sensitive. <gasps> I know what you and, were saying. Yeah, I just saw the same thing. And, like, women are cons- typically considered to be more mm-hmm. emotional and sensitive than men. However, I, I really wish I could remember what it was that I was reading because uh, I would certainly share it, whatever it was, wherever I heard it. The point was women are considered to be more traditionally emotional than men. However men are actually more emotional they've just had to repress it Mm -hmm. because they've been the ones who have had to go be the providers and have been in situations of war and exploration and because they have a job to do their emotions had no part in that job Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's become taboo for men to be openly emotional because it's counterintuitive and counteracting to getting a mission accomplished which i i think that's a really unfortunate perspective because I i think if more men were in touch with their sensitive sides we wouldn't be in a lot of the shitty situations we are in now
1: they would understand how to deal with them and they in the the interview that i saw the man pointed out he's like when you see young children like when you see little boys and little girls who's more likely to cry or be sensitive and get their
0: feelings hurt. It's always little boys and I was like, "Holy crap, that yeah, is so real." Yeah. Maybe right. it was the same thing I was watching. I'm a big fan of Gaia mm-hmm. as well and watched a lot of their shows. Oh my gosh. I just I, binged watch. Me
1: too. Like that's the only thing people are like, "What are you binging?" I'm like, "Uh, metaphysical information and in interview. <laughs>
0: just FYI, after I got a subscription to that, I canceled HBO, I canceled Netflix, mm-hmm. I canceled Hulu because I I was really fed up with like pre-scripted Pretty obvious television, and I I wanted something that was more nurturing and enriching and in touch with my spiritual growth, for Mm -hmm. lack of better term. I'm not a huge fan of the word spiritual growth; it just sounds like metaphysical metaphysical learnings (laughs) (laughs) learnings. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I just I want something that's real. And not real in terms of quote-unquote reality television, Mm -hmm. because that's its own shit show that I I don't want to be a part of. Um, I, I want something that's real that really connects to higher purpose and sense of understanding and a sense of being a benefit to the universe and the world that I'm in versus... Uh, blind consumerism and detractor from personal growth. Yes, and we are not
1: paid for this. No, we
0: just are both obsessed with this app right now. Yeah. Well, uh, we're not getting any money from them. Um, but if you would like to syndicate us, Gaia, <laughs> our email is bloodmoonmilk at gmail, and uh, we'd be open to discussion,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> interviews, anything. We love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about our mindfulness questions for self-reflection. These are all based on the Gemini themes, and since it's a a new moon, they're geared towards, again, planting those seeds of intention and uh, to help you really get in touch with what it is that's personal to you. So this is gonna be different for everybody, Mm -hmm. um, but please, if these jive with you, reach out to us let us know you like the podcast you know tell your coven Mm -hmm. um, tell your friends um, leave a cute little iTunes review
1: yeah we're
0: actually just now getting our first reviews up on iTunes and if everybody who listens would leave us a review it would really help other people who are like you who might not know you to discover us and enjoy us too Mm. or just put like a star then you don't even have
1: to write anything you just go
0: put a star and then you're done go go back to your life and (laughs) I mean obviously we're pretty wonderful so five stars y'all (laughs) (laughs) um anyway so mindfulness questions for self-reflection do you you need to rethink your personal messaging am i taking care to avoid mental burnout do i listen as much as i speak or am i just waiting to talk my turn and if that's what i'm doing am i really listening when others speak to me or am i just waiting to hear myself talk that's a real thing yeah a lot of people do this, not just Geminis, but yeah, it's good. To yeah, know. and these, Geminis, please don't feel like we're beating up on you. We do love you. You, <laughs> you make our party so much better.
1: <laughs> how can I use my gifts of receiving and dispensing information, such as writing and speaking, to the benefit of those around me and not just to be heard?
0: Yeah. I mean, how do I avoid just wanking myself off in public uh for my own self gratification versus uh really being impactful with what i'm saying and intentional about it how can i connect deeper in my community in my friendships and with my immediate family what is my truth and am i holding on to too many contradictory ideas that actually originate with other people versus what i personally firmly believe
2: mm-hmm.
0: And are you open to others' opinions? And can you accept sometimes that it's okay to be wrong? And even better, to slow down and connect with others. Actually, you know, I think our workshop that we did was a really good mm-hmm. uh, real world situation and manifestation of that concept. Yeah. It was really simple, but we just slowed down took time to be quiet mm-hmm. and connect with our inner selves and just share that with other people. Yeah, And it was amazing to me to see how many people are afraid of the same things and I want the same things. And how many people beat themselves up over like yeah. thinking that
1: they're worthless or that they have some issue and everybody thinks that. And
0: yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was like,
1: look at us. If we all just said, hey, yeah. I'm not looking at you that way. I look at myself that way. And yeah, everybody would just laugh at them. I felt like laughing, like I was crying, but also laughing. Because yeah. Because I was like, we're all
0: so silly. Yeah. And I mean, it's, um, we really would like to do more workshops. So stay tuned to us on social media, uh, Blood Moon Milk on Instagram. And uh, we will certainly update all of you there uh, first um, to any upcoming workshops in the Atlanta area. And even if you have, uh, an event outside of Atlanta. We're open to traveling because mm-hmm. I'm a Sagittarius and I do have a passport. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are working on becoming more people-oriented under this Gemini influence. Absolutely. Uh, it's also okay to ask questions when you don't understand. It's way, way better to ask questions and be like, hold on, hold on. What, is, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. To get it straight and to really be on the same page with somebody versus just blowing through it and mm-hmm. assuming you know. Or assuming they understand you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Be confident that when you're listening to others, that you're really listening to them and not just waiting to speak. And... Because of that, when it's your turn to speak, you know what to say. While you're listening, you're learning about the other person. You win, Mm -hmm. but so it's everybody. It's not a competition. Mm -hmm. Communication has to go both ways. You have to listen as
1: well as speak.
0: Totally, totally. Communication without an audience is just, it's a monologue.
2: (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) You know, and communication with an audience is a dialogue. um, Or with a, a partner is a dialogue. And dialogue is how we... We grow, we see other people's perspectives, and our worldview broadens as a result. And we need dialogue these days. It's a scary fucking world out there every time we turn on the news since... Uranus has gone into Taurus. I'm pretty sure a couple episodes ago, I predicted some big seismic shifts and changes of and disintegrations of antiquated, predominantly masculine power structures. And just this last week, the conservative government of Spain collapsed. Hmm. And what is more Taurian than Spain? Right. Where they actually have bullfights. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I, I love animals, but... Seriously, I think if there's any symbol right. that is uh, embodies. What we're talking about when we talk about antiquated masculine symbols that need to be, there are serious paradigm shifts happening. Mm-hmm. And again, the last time this happened was in the 40s. This stuff is real. It's very subtle. And of course, there's a lot of reasons why it manifests in different ways. But if you're just attuned to what's going on in the sky and you're checking in with yourself, you're being honest with yourself and everybody around you, you're going to come out all right. Because people will appreciate your honesty And that's what
1: this is all about, guys. And understanding that when you go with the flow and you tune in with the cycles, you can feel like you're not trapped in anything, whether it's your fate, where you live, what you're doing. Everything is cyclical, nothing lasts forever. Good things will happen, bad things will happen. Or just things, things just happen. And
0: you're not trapped. The only constant is change. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a new moon every 28 days and there's a full moon every 28 days and every day is a new day to possibly change your life and to change the way you think because honestly your mentality is your reality yep and so on that note we'd like to say thank you for listening mm-hmm Hope you enjoy your new moon in Gemini. Go out there and set some intentions. Think about what it is that really bites your fire. And fan those flames with air because Gemini is an air sign. Mm-hmm. And get chatty with someone. Have a good discussion. If someone doesn't know anything about like
1: astrology or something that you're just really passionate about, make sure to like share that with someone, especially close friends and families, go on like a little trip, maybe take a road trip for a day with your friend, go shopping, hang out, discuss new big ideas that you are passionate about and listen to them and let them give their opinions and just get smarter and better and more wonderful.
0: <laughs> Gemini is all about sharing and mortality, and this song is Immortals by Fallout Boy. Have a great night. Thanks for listening, guys. See you in a couple weeks for the full moon and Capricorn episode. And we've got a special treat for you. We're interviewing some folks. So be sure to tune in and tell your coven.